Hello, I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood Podcast. This week we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 12, Evil is Going On. Oh yes. Uh, firstly, apologies that we are a day late with this podcast. Um, our, our social lives got in the way in this case, I'm afraid. They did, but we're here now. <laughs> and Arsenal won. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, should we start with the listeners' comments and questions? Yes. Okay, well, we've got a question from Bex, and she says, um, Gutted the season is nearly over. Any ideas what might fill the impending hole in my viewing? Well, mm. well, good, qu- very good question. Um, us personally, we're watching Dexter, but yeah. um, season four, season four, we're on. Yeah. yeah, we did it. We did for like four seasons in a week. <laughs> Two, no, no, four three, seasons. yeah, just under three weeks. We watched the first three seasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we are actually going to do some other podcasts uh, in the hiatus between seasons. Uh, so next week, we're going to be having a podcast where we discuss our ten favourite things and ten least favourite things about season three of True Blood. Yeah, so send in any suggestions that you you might have. Yeah, any gripes. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next week, uh, we're hopefully going to be having a podcast talking about programmes to watch in the hiatus until season four. So then we'll suggest a load of stuff for you to check out. And then I'd say in a few weeks' time, we're going to um, be doing a, a vampire movies-themed podcast. Yes, and vampire TV shows as well. So again, you can send us in any suggestions for programmes or films that we can feature on that podcast. And, uh, and once the series of True Blood comics is finished, which should be in a few months' time, uh, we'll do a podcast um, giving a recap of all the comics and discussing hey, what happened. We're going to be busy. We're going to be busy, yeah. Well, it's going to be ages till the comics finish. I think, what, uh, issue three, I think, comes out next week. Do you know how long we've got till season four of True Blood? Um, it starts in June. June or July? June or July. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's ages. That's an intense wait. Hey, we're going to do the we're going to do the Lost recap. With, uh, <laughs> we're going to watch. Lost yeah, again. we're going to watch every season yeah. of Lost. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys know Jay and Jack, but they do awesome Lost podcasts. They're a great inspiration to us yes. in our podcasting. So respect to, to them men. And uh, I think it's time now for our recap of the season three finale. Okay, as they lie frying in the sun, Russell tells Eric that he murdered his father for a couple of goats for his wolves. Harsh. Harsh, very harsh. Uh, um, Godric makes an Obi-Wan Kenobi-style appearance to Eric, as we predicted. <laughs> we did. And tells him he should forgive Russell and let him live. I, d- I don't like hippie Godric. I like Nazi Godric. Nazi Godric or hippie Godric? Yeah, I go Nazi, Nazi Godric. Godric. <laughs> hey, does this mean that... Um, was, do you think this is um, a side effect of drinking Sookie's blood? The, yeah, that is, yeah. Because <laughs> in that case, we could see more Lorena, couldn't we? Because we've never heard of any sort of Obi-Wan-style vampire ghosts yeah, vamp- coming back before. Vampires can't be ghosts no. in the book series. But but I was just wondering, because it would be cooler for Lorena to come back to Bill, because then she'd be telling him to do evil, fucked-up stuff. So is it a side effect, i.e. that it's in their, it's in their psyche, in their imagination that they're seeing that? Hmm. Or is it that the the Sookie's blood is actually making them see another plane of existence I don't know it's like Battlestar Galactica isn't it <laughs> oh <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> mm. okay Sookie um, she's running through her um, running through fairyland in a ice skater's outfit again and comes across what looks like the flying saucer from Close Encounters of the Third Kind was that a flying saucer do you mean? it looked like some weird <laughs> UFO chandelier thing yeah or was it just like was it the light 
That was some. Don't go to the light. That's some awesome light. Um, she reaches out to it, but just then is awakened by Bill, who has again saved her life with his blood. Suki is majorly pissed and <laughs> bitch slaps Bill for his trickery. Damn you, Bill. Bill reveals that Russell is gone, but Suki is outraged to find that Eric is outside in the sun dying. Even though she was really angry at Eric and all the vampires a minute ago, she's now quite concerned for Eric's safety. Um, she, so yeah, so she goes outside and Russell goads her into using her magic hand power to break the silver handcuffs. Um, and then Super Suki hurls Russell across the car park and drags Eric inside. <laughs> Russell, that is, that I suppose she's just had a load of vampire blood, so that makes her be able to shift Eric because he's got to be quite weight, hasn't he? Mm. He's six foot four, for the record. Mm. In case you're wondering, fact lovers. Um, Suki feeds her blood to Eric to heal him, telling Bill to make sure he doesn't drink. Um, telling Bill to make sure Eric doesn't drink too much, as they know he could lose control. Yes, I think we've seen that before. We've seen we? that before, haven't we? Naughty yes. Bill. Naughty <laughs> Bill. Uh, meanwhile, at Sam's trailer. Um, he's cooking breakfast for Tara, who's watching Nan Flanagan and Steve Newlin bickering on TV. I hope, I hope we see more of Nan Flanagan in season four, because she's pretty awesome. I, I was hoping we'd see more of Steve Newlin. Like, yeah. We've seen him a few times, but not enough. We've only seen him on TV, haven't we? We've not seen him in person. Uh, Tara jokes about Sam barking in his sleep, and he reveals to her that he's a shapeshifter, but <laughs> fails to demonstrate this power, which yeah, disappointed me. I was me. expecting him to... I thought, just turn into a bear or something and press her. Just do a quick change, but he didn't do it. <laughs> that's, that's the way you do it, isn't it? Yeah, hey, look, whoa, <laughs> I'm a bird! <laughs> um, Tara's furious, which mm, hmm. doesn't really make a change, does it? Tara's such a bitch. Um, she's furious that he didn't tell her. And says she wants nothing more to do with supernatural beings. Oh, but Sam's so lovely. Um, she tells Sam she wants to reboot. And Sam advises her that it'd be easy to escape her old self if she kept running. As Sam has been doing. But now his past yeah. is kind of catching up with him. Um, back at Fantasia, Bill pulls Sookie's arm away from Eric before he gets carried away and drains her. And rapes her. <laughs> <laughs> Eric reveals that he has had a vision of Godric, telling him to spare Russell, and Bill calls him insane. Uh, Pam tells Eric to do the world a favour and let that little fuck fry. Good <laughs> advice, I think. I love Pam. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric offers to fetch Russell himself. Himself? Himself. To yeah, to go outside and fetch Russell himself. Um, but Suki grabs the silver chains and rules him inside. They secure him to the pole dancing podium. And the vampires decide to leave Suki on guard while they sleep. Is that a retarded idea? That was quite. I, th I was thinking that was a silly idea. Surely they can just it's get, like, get the bleeds for the day and make sure that. Oh, not just that. I just thought killing, um, not killing Russell oh. at all was, was, a good, was a silly idea. Uh, they should so. have just cut his head off. Because he's quite a crazy, yeah. crazy guy, isn't he? Yeah. I liked it when one of his fangs fell out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if the fang, if the fangs fall out. The, can that really grow? Yeah, be because when Bill went in front of the Magister in season one, oh, we saw someone get their yeah, fangs pulled out yeah. for for feeding from a human that belonged to another vampire. And I think they said it, so it takes a few months for them to grow back. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like James Bond, isn't it, where they just let the <laughs> just let the enemy linger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them long deaths. Yeah, uh, the DEA, the DEA, what's the DEA? 
Drug Enforcement Agency. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Arrive at Bontop Police Station and their chief is shocked by the amount of V for a town of just 2,700. Wow, I always thought Bontop has been like... 46. 46 people. <laughs> um, Andy drags Jason into his office before he has the chance to embarrass him too much. And Jason tries to convince him not to go through with the raid, but can't reveal the werepanther nature of the town. Jason runs off to warn the hotshot residents. Hmm. hmm. On, on some level, I think this is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems that uh, Jason's gone from wanting to be a, a great cop to, yeah. to being a bit of a dick, really. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, I mean, he, he just loves kids. He doesn't want the kids of Hotshot to suffer. Yeah, but... But, hey, Crystal's not that fit. <laughs> why are all the people of Hotshot's a dirty looking? <laughs> there's no need is there water doesn't cost you can yeah. have a bath crystal looks clean enough so why can't the others be they're just lazy is that it laziness they're just eating random beers and things and, and, and not bothering with the hygiene yeah nice nice <laughs> but hot shot's so nice and normal in the books <laughs> Is that how you pictured it from the books? How... Oh yeah, it's not skanky like this in the books. <laughs> That's what I mean. So you didn't picture it. Oh, they've like got housing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No, they've got houses and stuff, and they're not all druggies, and they've got jobs. It just looks like some little industrial sort of site or something. Oh no, they've they've gone too far with Hotshot. I think they've made it too fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Tara um, has flashbacks of all the bad shit that has gone on down at Malotte's. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. Come uh, on, Tara. Everyone else is getting on with their lives. Moving on. Uh, Hoyt arrives at work to find that his mother, Summer, and his high school counsellor have staged <laughs> an intervention. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Summer and Maxine urge him not to throw his life away on a red-headed dead girl. And Hoyt rightly thinks that the, in- the entire intervention is ludicrous. <laughs> but wishes Summer good luck and says that he chooses life with Jessica. Yeah, fair enough. That should be the end of that yeah. little campaign. End of discussion. Yeah, end of... End of campaign. Jessica is fit. Uh, that's all that he needs to say, isn't Jessica it? Jessica is fit and you can get a bit, hot, a bit stoned on her blood. Yeah, and she's never going to get ugly. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's never going to get fat. She's a cheap date. She doesn't collect dolls. She doesn't collect dolls. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't cook biscuits, but uh, she could learn. Maybe she can cook. She's been a human. So maybe she can cook biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam arrives at work to find that Lafayette is there early. Uh, Lafayette has a weird vision of Sam with blood on his head. Yeah, that's a bit freaky. That was a bit scary. And here's his disembodied voice saying, Cross me and you're a dead man. Yeah. Is there there some truth in that? Is that some sort of insight that Lafayette has to to Sam's evil side? Or is that just some bad flashback? Maybe, yeah. Because he had the kind of demon monster head vision on Jesus. So does that mean Jesus is bad? He's found out that... Well... We'll say in a minute what he's found out, but yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose he sees the blood on Sam's hands because Sam's a murderer. Mm. I'm guessing. Meanwhile, Russell offers Suki a deal. Um, basically, he deals that he won't harm her. He'll give her five million dollars. Two? No, five? No, seven? <laughs> <laughs> okay, five. Um, his house, his house in Mississippi, and he'll kill Eric and Bill if she releases him. Or neither, or both. Or one or the other. Suki refuses. Is that is that a good call? Would you would you refuse? Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bitching house. Don't get me wrong, but five million dollars. But Russell would just kill you within seconds. I think. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you if you're the you know got the special blood like Suki's got, that's a good reason for staying alive. Ah, oh, but then 
uh, we learn later that that's maybe not a good idea. Uh, Suka refuses, uh, but Russell tells her that her blood is Paradise, Arcadia, Nirvana, and that one day a vampire will rip her apart for it, hmm. which is why it's probably not a good idea for... He's tasted her blood, so if she releases him, he'll just latch onto her straight away. He won't more. Yeah. Um, Russell is astounded that Bill has been able to show such a strain in keeping her alive for so long. Suki maces him with silver. Yes, loving the silver mace. I like the way you can see his face kind of glowing a bit red. <laughs> like when, when she was macing him. That was kind of, in some ways that was terrible makeup, but in other ways... No, I, I feel it was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was really awesome. <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed that makeup. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, she questions yeah. Russell um, if Russell thinks that her blood will bring Talbot back to life. Do you think that's true? Do you think that? Do you think that's a possibility? Because that could be interesting for the future. If anyone should be reduced to a, a puddle of blood, maybe that... a few drops of the Suki blood would revive them. Mm. That'd be an interesting. Is that not too far fetched? Too far fetched for you, true blood. That you can bring a a pile of innards it's, yeah, back, it's, back into existence. Is Russell just too obsessed that, with Talbot? Is he just yeah? Was it seven hundred years they were yeah, together? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Suki says, fuck you. And pours Talbot's entrails down the drain, laughing like a lunatic as she does so. Please, Suki, never do that laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Please, no. But it was fun when she was pouring Talbot it was fun. down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Into, was it drain or waste disposal? I think it was, waste, or, was it waste disposal. So she's proper mashing, Mas- mincing it. mashing him up. Um, Crystal and Jason arrive at Hotshot and tell the freakish residents that the DEA are on their way. Calvin still refuses to accept Jason, but Jason tells him that the people of Hotshot look hungry and the kids aren't in school, so they need his help. Uh, Felton shows up, hires a kite on V and shoots one of his brother cousins. And then his Uncle Daddy <laughs> in the face. <gasps> so, <laughs> so he can take the V for himself. Cal- I did not see Calvin dying. No, oh that- my God. Do you know Calvin's, like, Calvin's such a major character in, in so many of the books that I'm just astounded that they got rid of him like that. Also, in the books, I'll explain to you how different it is, Hotshot, in the books to the show, that in the books, Suki actually seriously considers having a relationship with Calvin. Oh. But she, she, kind of, she goes to visit Calvin at his house a few times and goes to see him in hospital and stuff, and, and Calvin kind of takes a shine to her and sort of says, look, I can, I'd like to have you as my wife, and I'm, I'm, I'm a wealthy, not wealthy guy, but he's got a steady job and he can provide for her. And so it's like a kind of sexy older man. Oh. And Suki's like seriously considering this. Whereas like, this guy <laughs> should... <is, laughs> that's not a scenario that could ever happen. <laughs> uh, Felton threatens Jason, but Jason remains calm. Felton insists on leaving with Crystal, and she goes with him in order to save Jason's life. Crystal urges Jason to remain in Hotshot and take care of all the women and children. And Jason steps up to his new role as Mayor of Hotshot. Yeah. Yeah. Surely there's someone else there that can step in. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. He's just basically looking after a load of mongs then, isn't he? <laughs> a load of mongs <laughs> that eat meat. There's... Yeah. yeah it's been I mean, I mean, but without any spoilers, there's something that happens in, in book four that is probably going to come into play and make this scenario more plausible. It doesn't seem plausible at the moment. It doesn't seem I plausible. I thought it seemed strange. I was watching it thinking, what? <laughs> what? I mean, Seriously? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so is that is that the last we're going to see of Crystal? Oh no 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 absolutely not. Or Felton. Uh, meanwhile, Sam pulls up outside Terry and Arlene's house as the newsreader on the radio says that the Vampire Rights Amendment has not gone through following the Russell Edgerton spine ripping debacle. Terry is crying his eyes out on the porch 
and Sam apologises for his drunken antics and tells him he's a good man. Terry cries even harder and tells Sam that he's deliriously happy with that Arlene, the baby, the kids and the armadillo are all okay. Oh, oh. it's going to go wrong. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's going, if, if things are going that well, they're going to go wrong. Um, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned that the Vampire Rights Amendment didn't go through. Mm. Which, thinking about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough sell, isn't it, after... Was it Russell that... that... It was probably going to... I think, I think it said on the radio that it was. It did have a majority vote and it was going to go through mm. until the Russell thing and then... Spine ripping on national television. Yeah, not good propaganda for the vampire mm. movement. No, not good at all. Uh, back mm. at the police station. Um, oh, also, Sam goes into Tommy's house and finds that it's been left in a wreck and Tommy's done a runner. That little shit. That little shit, Tommy. <laughs> little shit. Uh, the head of the DEA is rude to Andy. He tells him he can't come on the raid and orders him to go and buy a packet of cigarettes. Ah, oh, what a prick. What a, what a knob. <laughs> is it, I, think in, I don't know if this is the case in real life, but in any TV show or film, kind of government enforcement agencies and local police just never get on they the raid. They just don't get on, no. They're... Oh, except in Twin Peaks when they love each other. That's different, It's <laughs> different, those Twin Peaks. You're right. It's, there's some sort of... Uh, political finger <laughs> yeah so the DA and the cops is just, it's never going to happen meanwhile Tara goes to visit her mother and finds her getting passionate with Reverend Daniels <laughs> get in there did we see this coming uh, well she was flirting with him in, uh, episode, in, episode one or two, <laughs> two or I something. can't remember but yeah, yeah but at the time I thought he seemed like he's resisting but so she's won him over with her feminine charms and Tara as always is angry um, <laughs> she's angry that her mother would sleep with a married man <laughs> Uh, but Letty May insists that she and the Reverend are in love and he will leave his wife for her. I actually hope that, that he does. I think. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> no, but I think, actually, I was thinking, isn't it nice that when Tara's mother gave up drinking, like in episode one, uh, season one, yeah. we were thinking, oh, yeah, as if she's going to stay sober. Yeah. And like three seasons later, she is still sober. Uh, so I kind of think, oh, well, she's, she's had this strength. She should get do a think, nice... Do you think all the stuff in season two... Helps keep her sober, wet alive. She had to, yeah. She had to pull herself yeah. together for Tara, and yeah. No, I think actually, I'm kind of. She she annoyed me in season two, but she's not been in this season enough to annoy me. So I I, I want good things for her now. And Tara has a revelation when she realizes that even her fucked up, unstable mother is capable of making positive changes to her life and being the person she wants to be. And Tara wishes her mother luck and leaves. Wow, <laughs> Tara Tara showed restraint. Yeah, good. Uh, meanwhile, Sam. Let's out a Jack Bauer style. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Um, when he finds that Tommy has stolen the money from Malotz. So did he? Did he like drag the safe out or That's something? That's what I thought. Did he turn into a a bear? A bear? <laughs> a polar bear? A T Rex? T Rex. They've only got tiny arms. That wouldn't work. <laughs> They've got big mouths. <laughs> Lafayette freaks out when he has a vision of Renee standing over Arlene, saying that he's inside her. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Arlene's voice saying, "We're in hell." Uh, are there? Is there some evil force in Bon Temp? Are they maybe? I don't know. Lafayette's we're... suffering, isn't he? Yeah, that's too much like it's... Buffy, though, isn't it? If, but it's like the hell. Yeah, hunt. it's yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he, uh, Lafayette calls Jesus and tells him he's having visions, and he's scared that he's schizophrenic, like his crazy mother. But later, uh, Jesus comes to comfort Lafayette at the bar and explains that the V has opened up a door making him more sensitive to magic and that it will wear off eventually. Oh, thank God for that. Oh. Um, he- Jesus reveals that he is a witch. Oh, a witch! Wow! 
We did not see that coming. <laughs> Uh, Lafayette seems pleased to be dating um, a witch who's a nurse who's a dude <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a good catch a fine yeah. looking young man I uh, think so there's, there's going to be a lot more of this in the next series oh, next season yeah there? witches that is the yeah but that's cool that's cool that Lafayette and Jesus can uh, they can hook up with Holly the other witch ah. the and is it weird that is, is it I mean, you've read the books. So I don't know if it's connected, but is it weird that yeah, witches have turned up? Like you said, Holly has turned up all summer. Um, Jesus is now in it. No, I think in the books, the, book, leading. I mean, the books are all from Suki's point of view, and from as far as Suki's concerned, she she encounters vampires and then shapeshifters shortly after, and then werewolves, and she kind of knows about witches, and it's just part of her world. So it's not and, and fairies as well. I mean, like the fairies just kind of hang out on the lots, and they've all got normal jobs and stuff. So it's not like it's not so much. Uh, of a big kind of issue it's just hey there's there's witches yeah it's, yeah, but it, obviously the, these characters are going to be used a lot more next season oh yeah yeah I think that yeah that's going to be the big thing next season witches uh, at Fantasia Ginger hospitably offers Suki a peanut butter and butter sandwich hmm. hey and she didn't scream she, not at that point but then Alcide <laughs> arrives yeah. and she randomly screams in terror <laughs> yeah uh, Suki is delighted to see the hunky werewolf, who reveals that Eric promised to cancel his father's debt in exchange for his help. <laughs> Trusty Alcide. Uh, Russell laughs as Suki and Alcide flirt, uh, reminding Suki that Alcide turns into a killer wolf every full moon. But it's okay, he only kills bunny rabbits. <laughs> and squirrels. And squirrels. Uh, the, rest of the, vampires, uh, the rest of the vampires rise and Eric drags Russell to Alcide's truck. Bill tells Suki to stay with Pan for safety... But Suki says she feels safer away from them now, now that she knows that she's basically vampire crack. (laughs) (laughs) And she rescinds all the vampires' invitations from her house, as she does in the book. Alcide looks smug, and Bill looks like he wants to beat the shit out of him. But Eric tells them they have to leave. I think Bill's kind of right to look like he wants to kill Alcide, because Alcide did try and kill Bill by kicking him out of the truck into the sun. Oh, yeah. leave him in the road. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so fair enough, yeah. And also, he wants to shag his bird. So it's one nil, one nil to Alcide. Yeah. <laughs> um, back at the police station, Andy inspects a vial of V and looks as if she, he's contemplating drinking it. Mm. Mm. When the DEA guys walk in with Jason in handcuffs, uh, Jason explains that Felton killed the two men and stole his truck. The DEA guy is furious and calls the entire raid a clusterfuck. Andy is angry that Jason tipped Hotshot off and told Tara that he killed X. But Jason explains that there is more to life and that there are vulnerable people in Hotshot that need protecting. Andy tells him he'll never be a cop, but Jason says, Sometimes the right thing to do is the wrong thing, and I know I did the right thing. (laughs) Classic philosophy from Jason Stackhouse. It makes good sense. It makes sense, but doesn't... But But does. But yeah, I get what he means. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Tara uh, goes home to Suki's and cuts off her long braids, um, emerging with a funky new Whitney Houston-style hairdo. Uh, also, I thought about <laughs> this that... I mean, that's probably not her real hair, isn't it? I, see, I, I used to have two friends who were sisters, and they both had the exact same hair as Tara, and theirs was extensions. What, the hair now, or the hair...? The, the hair before. You, no, that's no, probably... Actually, not. no, neither of them. I think neither of them. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I think the braids. Do you think the, the Whitney Houston hair is that? That's her real hair. But or? her real hair at award ceremonies, I was no, going to say, looks ten times nicer than that hair. Yeah, they should have just had her real. She doesn't live in Bon Tomp though. Not yeah, her, not at award ceremonies. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Very true. Good point. <laughs> um, Suki is impressed with this makeover, and the two girls bond. Mm. But Tara is uneasy when Suki tells her a werewolf, a werewolf fight is the reason the house is so trashed. Uh, later, Tara drives over to Malotte's but doesn't speak to anyone there and instead looks at the building as if bidding it goodbye and then she drives off into the night. Hey! <laughs> Is this the last we will see of Tara? No. 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 Uh, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, is she going to go the direction of the way Tara is in the books where she's like... Is this spoilers? Uh, mild, mild spoilers, maybe. <laughs> but no, in, uh, no, I've mentioned this before, but in the books, Tara's like, she's still got the alcoholic mum. But she's kind of pulled herself together and she's she's not a whining pussy. <laughs> so is she going to come back a much better character? Yeah, she's got like her own shop, clothes shop that she owns. I think I think we come across as Tara haters. Is there a lot of those out there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, there's, there are times, like in, um, uh, I think it's episode six, where she, she busted Suki out of uh, Russell's mansion and she she, she drank yeah. Franklin's blood she yeah. bludgeoned Franklin in the yeah, head yeah. see that Tara that's cool Tara that's yeah. awesome Tara it's... and in the first episode of the show when she's uh, got the job in the DIY store and she start, starts freaking out the guy that's the Tara I like yeah the pi- mm. but, the, but the kind of pissed off whining Tara that, whining, no, no we do want a big goodbye to whiny Tara yeah let's bring back strong Tara that's please please Alan Ball please okay um, over at the building site owned by Elsie's family uh, Bill and Eric uh, enter, Rus- enter Russell into concrete. Eric explains that he doesn't want Russell to find any peace. He sees Godric, again urging him to be merciful. Fucking hippie Godric. But, <laughs> but he ignores him. Uh, Bill and Eric gloatingly explain to Russell that he'll be alive for at least another hundred years. And Russell threatens to kill them both when he escapes. Is he going to escape? I think he's yeah. yeah he's too good a character to waste like that if he's going to be killed off he would have been killed off more spectacularly than that yeah no there's yeah it's was, totally was, obvious that he's going to escape I was a bit disappointed that he that, well anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill offers to shake Eric's hand apparently in friendship but then slaps a silver handcuff on him steals his phone and throws him yeah. into another pit did you see that coming no 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 not at all <laughs> Do you prefer, is evil Bill cooler than romantic Bill? Yeah, yeah I think he is. <laughs> but yeah, but there's something a bit. There's something because because there is the romantic nice side Bill. When he's when he's evil Bill, it comes across a bit sly and a bit. <laughs> but then, from his perspective, I suppose killing Eric is the right move to make. Because mm, as we've, men- yeah. we've mentioned this before, Bill's only motivation is Suki. That is all. Like, and maybe Jessica to some extent yeah but that is all he's focused on so from his point of view Eric threat to Suki kill Eric yeah Russell threat to Suki kill Russell yeah that That's, is hmm. that is purely what he's think, thinking um, uh, then he uses his phone uh, uses Eric's phone to call Reuben Eric's assassin and tells him in an eerily accurate impression of the Viking to go and kill Pam mm. Mm. <laughs> Bill's got another superpower that he's not letting on about yeah <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Hoyt takes Jessica to an empty house, which he reveals is their new home, and he wants to marry her. Aww. They embrace, but the camera pans out to ominously reveal 
a broken baby doll in the middle of the floor. Creepy. Yeah, what's that about? Well, there's been a lot of speculation about this. Um, That's it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been talking about this saying, what the fuck was up with yeah, the doll? Yeah, I thought, I thought, what the fuck was up with the doll? <laughs> is it, is it um, a reference to Summer collecting dolls? And the fact that she's like an impending threat to them, her and Maxine? Mm, or does it relate to the witch's theme and kind of voodoo? Or is it a reference to the fact that um, it's like foreshadowing the fact that they're never going to be able to have children, they're never, never going to be having, having a normal wow, this, life? This is deep. Yeah, no, people, this, this is... about a baby doll on the floor. This is the thing that people loved in this episode. <laughs> I think I like the, the, the summer one, the, what you said. You think it's a reference to Summer and Maxine? That she's... Oh, I don't know, though. Hmm. I have to think about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Maxine Fortenberry is at a gun store surveying the anti-vampire weaponry available and checking out a formidable-looking rifle. Yeah, she looked good with a rifle. She did, yeah. Suited her. Suki answers her door to find Bill, and despite her vampire-hating attitude earlier, she lets him in. He reveals that not only is Russell dead, but he has also killed Eric and intends to bring a true death to all that have tasted Suki and know what she is, even if he can't be with her. Hmm. Bill declares his love for Suki and she is visibly moved and asks him not to go. But then Eric arrives, covered in concrete, and calmly asks if Bill has <gasps> told Suki that Queen Sophie had and sent him to procure her. <gasps> the revelation! Um... He uh, he goes on to reveal that Bill deliberately let the rat rays beat Suki almost to death in episode one, uh, so that he, so that he would have an excuse to give her his blood and make her fall in love with him. <gasps> the horror! Did you like the little flashbacks? That, that yeah, the, the, I think that was the point. I remember the first time we watched episode one. I think that was the point where I thought, yeah, we're gonna like this show. <laughs> Suki yeah. got the shit kicked out of her. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that this doesn't happen till book six? Oh. It happened in a similar sort of circumstance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Suki's in hospital for some reason. There's no concrete involved. No, there's no concrete. Suki's in hospital <laughs> okay. for some reason. She's always in hospital in the books. Um, and Eric and Bill both turn up to see her and they're like, why are you here? Why are you here? Go away. And, uh, and then Eric says, oh, did you know? What? Oh. <laughs> did you know that Sophie Ann sent Bill? And Suki's then really hates Bill. <laughs> Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Um, Suki is horrified and immediately rescinds his invitation again and tells Bill she never wants to see him ever again. Until season four. Yes. Uh, Bill insists that he loves her for who she is, not what she is, but she doesn't believe him and he leaves in tears. Mm. Eric apologises to Suki, but she tells him to fuck off too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, um, Alan Ball has said that Bill's not bluffing about like uh, about loving Suki. He does genuinely. Yeah, I, I thought I kind of believe. He's that. been sincere when he says that. Um, Eric returns to Fantasia, where we learn that it was Pam who saved him after her suspicions were aroused following Reuben's attempt to murder her. <laughs> Re- we've never seen Reuben, but no. <clears throat> Eric's mentioned him on phone calls and stuff. Before. I wonder if he's been sitting in the background, like he's an extra. <laughs> yeah. Um, she asks if Eric killed Bill, uh, but Eric replies that he gave him a much worse punishment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so life with Suki hating him is worse than killing him. Being dead, yeah. Same as Russell, life without Talbot is worse than death. Meanwhile, Tommy, fleeing with Sam's money, finds himself pursued by his brother. Sam fires a warning shot, but Tommy still refuses to give back the money as he is hurt that Sam took away his life and then gave him up so easily. Sam tells him to get a job, but t- Tommy tells him they can't read. Oh, didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> Tommy thinks that Sam is bluffing, but Sam fires anyway. Did he shoot him? If he shot him, 
I think it's non-fatal. I think Tommy's coming back. Maybe shot. Maybe shot the cash bag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This money won't come between us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like douchebag Sam. Nah. I like nice Sam. <laughs> yeah. Bring back nice Sam. Uh, Bill answers his door, and it's Sophie Ann dressed in her widow's finery. Looking good. Uh, she's delighted that Russell is dead and believes that Bill is going to hand over Sookie to her. She she says that she's been searching for a fairy for years, centuries, and hopes to get a yacht once she can walk in the sun again. <laughs> Catch up on that tan. Uh, Bill rains on her parade by revealing that only one of them will leave the house alive. She, yeah. she warns him that she's more than twice his age, but he tells her that he has nothing to lose. Both vampires fly into the air, Matrix style, and attack each other. Yes, Kung Fu vampires! What's the outcome going to be of the fight? Um, I think Bill's going to win. You think Bill's going to win? Yeah, my money's on Bill. (laughs) My money's on Bill. But I think how? Because she's right, she's twice his age. He's going to stake her somehow. He's going to... I don't know, he's going to push her onto something that's going to... I don't know, there's lots of wood. There's lots of wood in Bill's house. (laughs) There's lots of big splinters waiting to To cause injury. Um, Suki sits alone crying in her house Uh, (sighs) too much crying she pulls weird faces when she cries (laughs) Uh, she runs to the cemetery and asks her grandmother for advice Uh, Claudine and a bunch of fairy extras appear and they beckon Suki Suki takes Claudine's hand and and all of them vanish (laughs) (laughs) one by one they all vanish to the mothership to the mother is it is it are they aliens fairies aliens in some ways I think no in other ways I think but aliens are awesome well we get to see what was inside the the little pond I don't know is that something that I'm assuming that that they've just gone to the alternate the parallel universe that the fairyland type place where they're all frolic in like a Narnia type setting but Um, uh, as opposed to being a spaceship do they they sit around eating Turkish delight and stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) So I was wondering though, um, the fact that Suki is now full of vampire blood is that going to kind of mm, is that going to affect her? Yeah, is that going to maybe she won't maybe maybe she'll try and get into the pond uh, and she won't be able to because she's full of vampire blood. It's kind of going to bring a darkness to the fairyland. Maybe we shall see. So, so did we like that episode? That was the worst episode of season three, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a few naff bits, wasn't there? But, uh, there's a lot of parts where I've no, I was going, uh, it didn't seem like a, a season finale no, episode. No, it didn't. If that, if, that, if that was a mid-season filler episode, it would be okay. But as a finale, I don't think... Yeah. Do, a... do you think that there was just so much going on and so much intensity in the first 11 episodes of the season that they couldn't kind of wrap it all up in a satisfying way? This, yeah, there's there so was, many different storylines. that There was so much craziness that anything else was an anticlimax. And to wrap up some of the characters, they kind of wrapped them up in a crap way, like Tara just... Driving off, in, yeah. That's a, that Cal- Calvin just getting shot. Um, yeah. Jason becoming protector of yeah, Pantherland. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I watched this episode a second time um, the following morning, and I fast forwarded the Tara parts and the Jason parts, and I enjoyed it a lot more. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Cut, yeah. Cut which, which is disappointing because Jason used to be one of my favourite characters. And I loved his season two. And his season one story. Yeah. yeah, the first two seasons he was one of my favourite characters in this season. But it, even halfway in this season he was still a great character when he was yeah. trying to get the cop job. It's the entire hotshot thing. That's, yeah, it's brought him down. Yeah, but hey, wait for our top ten least and worst, yeah. best and worst things about the season. That's it. And that will feature. Um, there was some good music. Yes. There was some good music in this episode. Um, we had uh, Rapture 7, a gospel act. 
and their song called Somebody's Knocking. And that's when Tara visits her mother. Somebody's knocking. That's quite, <laughs> that's quite <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, Jace Everett and Cece Adcock uh, recorded a cover version of the classic song, uh, Howling Wolf song, Evil Is Going On. Mm. Uh, Jace Everett, of course, sings Bad Things, the theme tune to the show. Mm. And Cece Adcock was the singer at Arlene's engagement party in season ah. one. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> and that was played in Malotz when Sam finds that Tommy has robbed him, and it was also over the closing credits. So they uh, got their money's worth with that one. That was, twice. I like that song. Yeah, that was good. Uh, then we have uh, Mochiba, uh, who are a British trip-hop band, and their name basically means more marijuana. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, a song called Blood Like Lemonade, and that was whilst Elseed uh, was arriving at Fantasia. Uh, we had the Rambling Souls, an uh, American rock band, and their song Late Night Horizon, when Lafayette was talking to Jesus. And we had Elton Anderson, a blues singer, um, with a song called Bye Bye Little Angel. And that was when <laughs> Tara <laughs> leaves Bon Tomps forever! Please! No, forever! <laughs> I wouldn't mind her coming back if she came back cool. Yes. Yeah. With longer hair. Yeah, with straightened hair. Yeah, straightened she, her hair. She, should, she shouldn't have cut it. She should just turn into slash hair. Big yeah! Tara with slash style hair. No, but that's tied on hair. The, only like the first five inches of it are Oh, real really? Hair. Yeah, it's extensions. I'm sure it is. Oh, I didn't. I thought she cut her hair, though. Yeah, she cut the extensions off. So can't you turn extensions into slash hair? I don't know. I'm not an expert on... If you know about extensions. Afro-Caribbean <laughs> hair extensions. <laughs> yeah, if you know about Afro-Caribbean hair extensions. Uh, email us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's time for our What the Fuck of the Week. What the fuck of the week is... Bill talks in Eric's voice. Ooh, what's That's, all that about? Do you, think, do you think Bill makes a lot of prank phone calls? <laughs> Using that power. <laughs> did you, I didn't even realise the first time I watched it. Do you think that's a power that he's, that he's always had? That's what? a power that you keep to yourself, I think. Because mm. then you could use that. That's kind of sort of Terminator style. You could have, uh, you could have really... <laughs> you, yeah, oh, it is, isn't it? It's like Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> You could have what? Um, you could have your own radio show where you kind of you pretend you're yeah. interviewing someone. Yeah. And here I have President Barack Obama. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Very good. And now it's time for Line of the Week. And our Line of the Week is... If you two have finished eye-fucking each other, can we go? <laughs> yeah. I wish I could talk in a Eric voice. but <laughs> the kind of Swedish-American sound. It just kind of sounds like the, the count from Sesame Street if I, if I do that. And I didn't, wanna, I didn't wanna rubbish the line by doing that. Hey, we also have a runner-up line of the week. Um, here <laughs> here yeah. you go, Uncle Daddy Calvin. <laughs> Uncle Daddy. So weird. So weird. So weird, but... So much fun. Was that the was the guy that said that the guy that was that Jason found in the shed, the guy that was eating the deer? Oh, I don't know. I don't... Buford. Yeah, but do you think <laughs> brother, Bu- <laughs> brother cousin Buford? Do you think Buford can speak? Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. Anyway, on to some news. <laughs> A 
Okay, so we start with some viewing figures. Uh, the finale had 5.4 million viewers. Wow. Which is uh, several thousand short of last week's series high. Oh, wow. So. Uh, but the, it has been in the news this week that HBO has lost a lot of subscribers recently. Is that due to all the good programs finishing? Probably, yeah. No more uh, Wire, no more Sopranos, no, <laughs> no more Flight of the Concord. Yeah. It's just, I, I, mm. I think um, uh, Big Love's kind of apparently lost it in its third season and Entourage. Big Love, oh, I don't know, yeah, I don't that's know that programme. Uh, that's the programme about the Mormons. Oh, OK. Um, living in a polygamous family. And the uh, Entourage, which I watched one episode and it was awful. So True Blood has kind of been holding up HBO, I think. Although Boardwalk Empire starts soon, the big kind of epic gangster thing with Steve Buscemi, mm. with Martin Scorsese directing the, uh, the pilot. So maybe that will win some people back. Sounds good, sounds promising. OK, there's been some speculation in the media that Stephen Moyer would be a good candidate for the role of Roland in the upcoming Dark Tower movie <gasps> and TV series. Oh my God, um, Dark now, Tower! Now listen, folks, if you've, if you've not read Stephen King's The Dark Tower, they are seven books. That, <laughs> seven books that That's will change your life. The seven best books you'll ever read. Oh They'll, my it's, God. It is the best story. It, it's, it's, well, it wins hands-downs over, over Lord of the Rings for me. <laughs> It, def- it definitely wins hands down against the, the Southern Vampire mystery novels. <laughs> oh, that's not hard. <laughs> and, and, and there is some vampire there is some vampire within the, the stories of the Dark There is, Yeah, there are some vampires featured, yeah. Uh, what, what do you reckon of Stephen Moyer as a choice for Roland? Stephen Moyer? I don't know, Aragorn? Um, uh, well, yeah, Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> I think, Viggo yeah, I picture Viggo Mortensen. The other people mentioned, this was on MTV's website, they also said Viggo Mortensen... Um, uh, the dude from my left foot, Daniel Day, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis would, would make a great role. Daniel Day Lewis, or I mean, failing that time machine to go and get 1970s Clint Eastwood. Ideally, uh, a lot. Of, some people have been saying um, that's kind of who the characters, well, appearance-wise, yeah. I think. So th- I, I mean, I think in some ways, I think Stephen Moy would be a good choice if he was maybe I don't know five years older. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to be, needs a, little, to be someone a, a little bit older. A little bit older. He's maybe yes, he's slightly too young for the role. I think. But he's got the eyes. He's got the, the gunslinger he's got the, eyes. He's got the gunslinger eyes. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> you have no idea how much we've been coming in our pants over the, <laughs> the idea of there being Dark Tower films and TV series. It's going to be... And it's... Uh, is it Ron Howard that's It's Ron directing? Howard, director of Willow. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, the Battle of the Fang charity competition between Stephen Moore and Alexander Skarsgård is over. If you remember, we spoke about this in an earlier podcast. And um, basically, the two actors of... Um, uh, they're doing a thing with fans where each fan donates money to a charity of their choice and um, the the one who raises the most money um, the, the guy who, who ah. <laughs> Bill, or, Bill or Eric whichever one raises the most money the loser has to is it wear a t-shirt has that, to wear a t-shirt designed was, by fans of the yes. other guy uh, yeah so uh, uh, Stephen Moyer has won uh, team Bill raised uh, £35,000 for golf aid while Team Eric raised £34,000 for SOS Children's Villages. So, big big hand to everyone. Yeah, so yeah, nearly £70,000 raised for, for charity. That's a, that's a great thing that the fans of True Blood have done. And finally, um, shooting for Season 4. <gasps> season 4? Season, it's going to be a Season 4 then. Oh yeah, there's going to be a Season <laughs> yeah, of 4. Yeah. Uh, begins in November. Uh, with the season scheduled to start next June. <gasps> oh my! My God! Is that eight months. Oh. That is that is a long time coming, isn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. 
There's not even any lost or... I know. I think what else? Dexter. Well, there's Dexter. There is, there is other stuff you can get into, but we're... Yeah, well, yeah. Future podcast about yeah, well, other programs to watch. There's some good stuff out there to watch. And, uh, and now follows some spoilers, predictions and speculation for season four. Spoilers! Okay then. So, it looks like Russell, Tommy, Holly, Jesus... Crystal, Debbie, Alcide and Claudine have all been fired and won't be returning for season four. <laughs> no, you jest. <laughs> no, it looks like they will all be returning for season wow. four. Wow, yes. so Russell is coming back. It has been Russell confirmed. is coming back. Do you, think his, do you think his skin would have healed by then? I think I've read that it's, it's, it's like two-thirds of the way through the next season. Mate. I don't think he's going to come back straight away. He's going to be later on next season. Tommy uh, is going to be a series regular next season. Um, and so is El Seed, so a lot more of them. I, li- I like the way with Russell that is that is going back to <laughs> the last episode. The, the the way that his skin was all charred up and so badly burnt, you could you couldn't really make out his face. But his <laughs> eyes were doing a lot of the acting. I kind of thought he's a great he's a great actor. He's, yeah, he's you awesome. need a, a great actor like that to pull off the the burnt face, the charred face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, um, we're going to speculate a bit about uh, what happens in the next few books. So uh, Jason Crystal and Hotshot play a big part in books four and five, so I'd expect that we're going to see a return to the redneck Panther community. What, <sighs> what, what's, occurred, what's occurred so far in Hotshot? Is that, is that, no, all the stuff is about that Crystal, close to the books? No, all the stuff about crystal meth, um, that's, just, that's totally for the show, and the stuff about them being, I don't know, being that freaky and inbred. They, I mean, they're, little, they're, they're, they're with their cousins in the books, but not with their sisters kind of thing. So Jason doesn't become their leader in the book. He becomes heavily involved. He, he becomes part of the community. Not their leader, no, because Calvin's still alive, so Calvin's always their leader. Mm. Um, also, um, without giving anything away, although probably a lot of people have read about this on the internet, Alan Ball has confirmed that the thing that happens to Eric in book four will happen in season four. I won't say what the thing. The, the thing? Something happens to Eric in book four, and, um, and it... it Leads to Suki developing more feelings for him. Oh, okay. So, um, Alan Ball has said that will happen. Hmm. Book readers know what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, uh, Alan Ball, yep, he has called season four the season of the witch, as we reported before. And according to Entertainment Weekly, uh, series creator Alan Ball reveals that he'll be introducing Hello Stonebrook, the were sorceress from Shemaine Sh- Sh- Harris' fourth Suki novel. Uh, dead to the world. Preferring to refer to the character as a necromancer, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, the boss man says she's actually a medium. She communicates with the dead and she's interested in developing mm. further powers. So that's interesting in light of seeing the like the ghost of Godric appear and Lafayette <laughs> seeing Rene. So uh, yeah, lots of, lots of ghosts. I just had a flashback then to when I was about 15 years old and I was in a, a fresh metal band called Necromancer. <laughs> And we, and we like that name because, as you just said, it is uh, to communicate to the dead via evil spirits. <laughs> You're in a bad Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's also been said that in the next season we'll see a shift in vampire politics. <gasps> More Nan Flanagan, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you think, uh, do you think any of the vampires in the show, maybe not Eric because of what happens to him, but maybe Bill or Pam or not Jessica she's too young but maybe Bill or Pan could become involved more somehow with Nan Flanagan in, in the yeah that, that's not in the books but I'm just thinking maybe that's the way it'll go 
Uh, Alan Ball has said that Suki will become more involved with Alcide. Lucky Suki. <laughs> Lucky Alcide. <laughs> he also said that Tara will go to the place we least expect her to go to. So basically, she'll become nice. Oh, <laughs> okay. Think, uh, no, I don't know. That is the place we least expect her to go to, so... Mm, yeah. yeah. I suppose the obvious thing would... Uh, She's going to come back a, a strong, independent woman. Yes, please. Um, oh, we have a listener's comment here from Bex, and she says, I have a prediction for next season that Andy Belfleur is maybe a V-addict mm. or on his way to becoming one. Mm. A sound theory. Yes, I'm liking it. Uh, he keeps mentioning his ulcers. Um, and he has all that V in his desk. We were, yeah, we were wondering about the V, weren't we? And in this, and in the last episode, he did look like he was contemplating it. He's had that broken arm for yeah. a week, so yeah. <laughs> maybe he wants to fix his broken arm and get that. And I thought we were going to see him heal, heal his, his arm, but so he could go and join the DEA guys in, yeah. in the takedown. That's what I thought he was going to do. I think yeah. Um, so what what other future storylines that might come into play then? What are we? Um, what are we thinking? Well, Bill gets a new girlfriend in book five. Oh, really? Yep, mainly to make Suki jealous. Is she, a, is she a main character? Is she got any... Oh, well, she's hardly in it at all. Oh, okay. But I think but they'd probably make the character bigger, I would have thought. Um, Suki finds out who's responsible for her parents' death. Which has also been alluded to in the comic book, yes. so we know that's something that's going to come into play. Uh, also, something really interesting, Bill and Andy Belfleur have a connection. Oh. I won't say why it is, but there's a connection between those two characters. That Alan Ball has mentioned in interviews, so I'm pretty sure that's coming into it. That's interesting, and there's, there's not been any hint or. There was a hint in season one. There was a hint. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. A couple get, of hints. There were a couple of hints in season one, get actually. Box it out and have a look. Yeah. Suki <laughs> um, uh, uh, sees more of the werewolf society through Alcide, and in particular, a competition to decide the new alpha wolf. Mm, that's in book five, I do believe. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good scene. Uh, yeah, a competition to decide the new the alpha fight to the death. Yeah, that's that's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd like I'd like them to put that in there. That's um, yeah, and interesting. Uh, so uh, don't fear, we will we will be back next week, won't we? With mm. our ten favorite and least favorite things about season three. So uh, email us in your suggestions at godhatesfangs at hotmail dot co dot uk. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's been fun, hasn't it? It has been fun. It's been a great ride, season three, and. Um, Thank you to all you listeners and yeah, keep listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.